This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Five, and an interesting idea has been in the news this week. It's, uh, it's not a new idea. I'm sure you've heard of it before. Um, but it seems to be getting closer and closer to a possible reality. It's a proposed rail line that would connect Calgary to Banff. It's now been kicked into the court of the provincial government, waiting to see whether or not they'll jump in with uh, a group of investors and developers and um, make this thing actually happen. There's a lot of support. Calgary Chamber of Commerce thinks it's a great idea. Banff thinks it's a great idea. There's a lot of people who really like the idea. So let's find out exactly how it would work. We're going to chat now with Jane Waters, who is the managing director of Lyricon Capital. Uh, Jan, I'm sorry. Jan, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure to be uh, to be included on your show this morning. It's a really interesting idea. As I say, it's not new. It's been talked about for a while, but it sounds like it's getting quite close. So just walk us through what it would look like if it does go ahead as you envision it and it's built according to plan. What would it be? Yeah, so there are kind of five phases to the development of this project. And right now we're at the start of phase four, and stage five is construction. So to your point, we're, we're very, very close. And what, what we're proposing is a 150-kilometer commuter and tourism train on a new dedicated line. And that part is really important because it ensures on-time service, which is why in 1990 passenger rail travel was discontinued in the first place because it was sharing the track with freight. Um, And secondly, kind of what makes it very unique is it's built entirely within the CP Rail corridor uh, and the airport lands, and it has seven destinations uh, from the airport to in Calgary, then Cochrane, Morley, Canmore, and Bath. And it would leave the airport every 10 minutes or 10 or 15 minutes to downtown Calgary, and then from Calgary to Bath every one to two hours. So, you know, it, it is it is special in that it, it would really do two things. One, be a commuter train that's super affordable, so $20 from Calgary to Banff or $10 from the airport to downtown Calgary. So super affordable. Okay. But it's also the pricing would be um, a, a little bit different for the tourist economy. So those are the groups that are coming in from out of province. So there the prices would be about $40 from Calgary to Bath. Still a price point that most people would see as achievable. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. Um, in terms of the timeline, like you say, you're sort of now you're approaching construction phase. How far away is this if the province comes? I mean, is this something we could see in the next... 5, 10, 20 years? What's the timeline? Oh, definitely. So we submitted what's called, um, the Alberta government's name for this is called an enhanced unsolicited proposal to the Alberta government, which really laid out the plan and all of the financing and our and with our partners, Plenary Americas. And we submitted that on November 30th of 2021. And uh, what we need now is the go-ahead to move to this Uh, phase four, which is really the design phase where you get really specific 
engineering drawings to give you a really firm cost, as well as you do more formal and extensive community consultation. And that requires, why it's a a really important stage, is it does require an investment uh, from the province to do that work. Uh, In total, the cost is $30 million, and Canada Infrastructure Bank uh, my my company, Lyricon and Plenary, are paying $20 million of that. And we're looking for the province to, uh, to give us $10 million to, to, to do that work. Um, and that is, a, that is a Canada Infrastructure Bank requirement. So that is what we're waiting for. And those studies, if, if we got the nod tomorrow, uh, those studies and community consultation would likely be about eight months to perhaps 12 months. Uh, in the field. And then assuming that goes well, then it'd be about three years for approval and construction. And the reason it's so uh, fast um, is because we would be building within the corridor. So this is this is brownfield site, right? Like we're not having to buy houses or farmland, right. etc. It's right in the corridor, which makes it cost effective as well as very timely. Couple of questions then. Um, first of all, the cost—it's ten million from the province, but isn't there also some involvement in in further funding around the mortgage? What's the total cost to taxpayers on this? You you got it. So the total cost, the capital cost to build the uh, track, which is essentially the twinning of the existing CP Rail freight. A line track is about $1.5 billion. Half of that money is coming from the Canada Infrastructure Bank federally. And then the other half is being financed by my firm's plenary and chartered banks. So there's no cost up front from the province to build the line. There's also no cost from the province to operate the train, which is actually very unusual. Um, the cost for the province is in paying half of the mortgage interest rate, which is kind of for principal and interest, um, for the over the life of the train, which uh, uh, the um, the agreement is about fifty years, and so that that works out to about thirty million dollars uh, per uh, per year. And to give it a little context, really fast here, you know, every uh, every mass transit. Um, uh, vehicle is supported by various levels of government throughout North America. And usually, uh, almost always, uh, government is supporting the operating cost, about 50% on average, the operating co- cost. And in our case, they wouldn't pay anything. But in most instances, like on Via Rail, they, they are supporting on average 50% of the operating cost. And then secondly, the, um, they're, they're also having to uh, supply up front all of the capital costs to build, what, you know, whether it's a train or a bus, et cetera. So we're making this super cost effective, and most importantly for the taxpayer, if this train doesn't work, like if it's a bomb and we go bankrupt and no one wants to ride it, there's no liability for the province, meaning they're walled off from any downside. Um, and so the maximum cost to them is $30 million a year, and it could be less if the train is really successful. So we share that upside with them. It could end up being 
22 million a year, as an example, and the max would be 30 million a year. So we've really de-risked the project. So that would be, it would be really appealing to the Alberta government. And at the same time, we're making it super cost effective so that we can get people to work and have Albertans use it as a way to access the mountains so that we can try to uh, reduce the amount of congestion in Banff National Park, which is really how my husband and I got involved in this project in the first place. Yeah, and and you already have uh, the mayor of Banff saying the exact same thing. This could really, really help uh, deal with congestion. We're really hoping. You know, we have, my husband and I have lived in Banff for uh, 25 years. And, you know, during that time, we, like, you know, so many in Banff have said, you know, what are they going to do about it? And then one day we asked ourselves, well, who is this they anyways? Is it, you know, federal, provincial, municipal? It was very vague because it's a national park. And so we got involved in 2015, really seeing ourselves as kind of private sector catalysts and see if we could push on government to get this train to come to fruition. So as you said, we're, we're very close. We're not there yet. We need the, you know, we need the Alberta government to give us the nod so that we can go to the stage four and uh, and hopefully uh, bring this uh, project over the finish line. Okay, uh, last question. Just help me understand, you're using the corridor that already exists, so is there, is there any issues with National Park development or working with the rail lines? I mean, that's all been squared away? Well, we do have, uh, Lyricon, my family business, does have a what's called a Memorandum of Understanding, an MOU with CP Rail. We have to, in this next stage, really uh, give them the comfort that their freight service would not be disrupted, because that is obviously important, not just to them, but to all Canadians, to make sure that their goods and services arrive on time. So that piece will be, uh, once we are able to do that with CP Rail uh, and work out some of the pinch pinch points and some of the issues around the line, uh, we th- we think we're going to be ready to go. Uh, but we can't we can't you know give that a hundred percent nod yet until we get these additional studies done, which will be in the stage four design phase. Interesting. Okay, Jan, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. I, I really appreciate you having us on your show. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll follow this along. That is Jan Waters, the Managing Director of Lyricon Capital and uh, one of the driving forces behind this proposed, and as you hear, quite close to being shovel-ready project to bring a rail line that runs from the Calgary Airport out to Banff.